Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Faith is the basis for every miracle. If you don't believe, just don't worry about it. You've lost the battle. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, the person who led intercessory prayers quoted it today for us. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So if there is a miracle, it means, if you're seeking a miracle, it means there's something you need in your life, but you cannot physically see it. So now you're believing God for a supernatural intervention. So now in the eyes of the, in the realm of the spirit, you're seeing what you need. And eventually, in the course of time, what you're seeing in the spirit will come into the physical. That is faith. But I'm here to tell you that is only for unbelievers. Those little things, Jesus did them to win the crowd. But whenever he went to the synagogue, he did not look for faith. Every healing Jesus Christ did in the synagogue, the basis of it was not faith. Okay, you all want scriptures. Because someone is, someone is saying in their spirit, what is this guy talking about? Matthew chapter 15 from verse 21 to 28. Mark chapter 7, 24 to 30. This is the healing of the daughter of the Syrophoenician woman. She was not a Jew. Jesus Christ said, I have come only for the house of Israel. Anything outside the house of Israel was not Jesus' business. Anything outside the house of Israel is you and I's business. But when Jesus was on earth, his assignment was solely for the house of Israel. So anyone outside the house of Israel that came needed to believe. For some people, it went like this, but it's okay. Let's keep going. Open that, open that text. Let's um, pick one of them. Let's do um, Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. And uh, he said it was from verse 32, right? Okay. Sorry, 21. Matthew 15, 21. Thank you, thank you. Y'all are in the spirit. That's good. Read verse 28, somebody who has a loud voice. Read verse 28 for me. Read verse 28. Some scriptures say, I have not seen such great faith. Actually, that was for another miracle. Let me not mix it up. That was for the centurion servant who said, you don't need to come to my house. The centurion was a who? Was a Roman. He was not a Jew. And Jesus Christ said, in Israel, I've not seen this kind of faith. 
So faith is for unbelievers, people who are outside the fold or people who just came into the fold. That is why a lot of new believers always have more miracles than established believers. Because you are, an, you are a believer for f- five years. Oh, ten-year Christians, come out. You carry your chest out. <laughs> but when we look on the basis of results, those who just gave their lives to Christ are having more practical results in their lives than you. Because by this moment, like Paul says, you should no longer be drinking milk. You should have graduated to eating strong meat. But the challenge is we are adults, but we still want to drink milk. But here's the thing, God is a father. He still wants you to grow, so he will insist on his sovereignty that you must grow from faith into what is next. So we keep staying there and we keep asking and saying, God, I believe, God, where is my miracle? And God is saying, I cannot do for you what you're asking. You have to come up higher. John, in the book of Revelations, I think from verse chapter 10, after all his revelation, keep in mind, from Revelations chapter 1, verse 1, John started having, all it told us was John was on the island of Patmos. From verse 5, John started having revelations. But from verse 10, an angel said to him, come up hither. Which means even in our search for miracles, there's a level called higher. Mark chapter 9, verse 19. Only faith, using only the tool of faith, will accomplish much. In the tools of the kingdom, faith will heal the sick. In the tools of the kingdom, faith will not raise the dead. You need to add something else to it. Are, are, are you all with me? If, you're losing, if I'm losing, you just say, sir, you're losing me. I won't stop. In raising the dead, you don't need, you need faith plus. To heal the sick, you just need faith. But that faith is only for those who are new believers. But if you're an established believer and you want to be healed and you're sick, you need to call for the elders. James chapter 5, verse 15. Is any amongst you sick? Let him call for the elders. He didn't say pray. Because as far as the kingdom of heaven is concerned, there is something the elders know that will give you a healing. And that's why it says, call for the elders. Keep your prayer focused on other things. Just call for the elders. A lot of us will call for the elders and still be praying. Paul, the Bible did not say call for the elders and pray. It says call for the elders. It is their prayer that will heal you. 
course, there's another level higher than that. Where you don't, there's a realm of where you can never be sick. I'll leave that for another day. There are many tools in the kingdom, but not all births a miracle. Every tool in the kingdom brings about a supernatural event. I repeat, every tool in the kingdom brings about a supernatural event. Every tool, faith, love, mercy, compassion, every tool in the kingdom brings about a supernatural event. But not every tool in the kingdom brings about the event you want. So you have to discern what is it that I'm needing and what tool should I, should I apply? If you want to drive a car, what are the things you need? Gas? Go on. A car? Okay, what else? What? Say Insurance, okay. License, good. A key, good. Do you need a pot? Do you need a house key? Do you need shoes? But you need it though. No, no. If you're going to go out, you need shoes. But do you need the shoes to drive a car? For you to eat. Yes, the Bible says man shall not live by bread alone. But bread is still important. But do you need bread to drive a car? So it means for a car, you have to be specific on what you need to drive a car. And then to eat, you don't need a license to eat. All you need to do is go into the kitchen and cook with your pot. So what are some of those tools? The first tool in the kingdom outside faith is called alignment. Until you are aligned with what heaven desires to do on earth, you cannot receive a miracle. Jesus performed about 38, 38 to 40 miracles. Let's go into the Old Testament. Every miracle that happened in the Old Testament happened by alignment. Samuel came through Hannah because Hannah aligned herself. The moment your desire mixes, matches the purposes of heaven, a miracle is bound to happen. But the challenge is we want a miracle, but we want it for something else that heaven doesn't want it for. So I ask you, you want a new job, why? You're sick and you want to be healed, why? Healing is the children's bread, okay, why? How do you qualify as a child? Oh, because of the blood of Jesus. Really? Is that all? Alignment. Every miracle Jesus performed, this was the basis of all of them. Let me explain alignment more. You cannot align yourself with the purposes of heaven outside the presence of God. So that is why in an atmosphere of worship, miracles can happen. 
Because in worship, everyone is what? Aligned. So at that moment, your prayers, your faults, your, your state is no longer of consequence. Because you're before the presence of the king of kings. And you are aligned with the throne. So at that moment, whatever flows from the throne, because you are aligned, flows through you. Let's dig in deeper. Out of the 38 or 40, about 38, I have 38 on my, on my notes. I, I went through everything. 38. Only six of them followed obedience. Obedience is important, but obedience is not necessary for every miracle. <laughs> oh, Lord, help me. Okay. Once I feel any resistance, I'll go on. Faith. Out of the 38 miracles Jesus Christ performed, only seven worked on faith. Because of all those seven, seven of them were not Jews. The seven miracles that Jesus Christ performed, that the Bible lets us know that because they believed or they had faith or whatever, only seven of them was tied to faith. Now, let me hit the one that a lot of believers, you and I, need to access to receive our miracle. Like I said, it's good to pray, but not every miracle deserves a prayer. The primary thing is faith. Faith comes when you get aligned. Obedience is good, but obedience is only specific. The paralytic man that was raised, that was lowered through the roof, how was he healed? Jesus gave him an instruction. Your sins are forgiven. Rise up, take up your mat, and walk. If he disobeyed that instruction, he would have stayed paralyzed. So when it comes to obedience, the obedience I'm talking about here is an instruction that was given to you from heaven. For a lot of us, the reason why we've not received our miracle is because God has told us what to do, but we're still praying about it. Lord, heal me. Okay, I'll heal you. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to the Gap Church. Oh, the Lord gives you an instruction. You know what? Go meet the Gap Church and you know what? Just say, I'm going to be responsible for organizing and arranging the sanctuary before every service. It doesn't matter the day or the time. Once you call me, I will come. If we have an event, I'm responsible for setting up all the chairs and taking down all the chairs and making sure the area is clean. That is my assignment. God gave you the instruction and then you're praying about it. But God, I can't do this because of my job. Your reason is valid. The instruction is valid. So here's the thing. Heaven has told you what to do. Your miracle is waiting behind your obedience. You can keep praying. It does not change the mind of heaven. So how many things has God told you that you've disobeyed? That is the reason why you are still waiting for that miracle.
I have these, these three things uh, along the same line, and then the last one is actually the highest of all of them. Now, what is the tool in the kingdom? What are the tools in the kingdom that believers or mature believers need to access? I said, remember I said, faith is, what, is for who? Unbelievers and who? New. You just gave your life to Christ. You're still young. You're a baby believer. You're a baby Christian. As a baby, anything you ask for, you, you don't even have to ask your parents for anything. They'll give it to you. If you throw up, they'll wipe your mouth. If you poop, change your diaper. As a baby, everything, no matter what it is you need, it is freely given. That is still faith. But it comes to a level, by the time you're age five, you're age ten. If you poop, your parents will just look at you and they'll continue doing their thing. Because now you should have come of age to know what to do more. So now what is that tool? What are the tools? Mercy, compassion, and love. Mercy, compassion, and love. The woman who was bent over every day and came to the temple to worship. The Bible lets us know that while she came in and that, on that spe specific Sabbath day, Jesus saw her. Jesus was moved with compassion towards her. She didn't believe. She didn't pray. She just came in as her custom is to worship. So as a mature believer... It is not your prayer that will give you your healing, but your consistency in service. A lot of us have tied our miracles to continue serving. God, if you don't heal me, I won't serve. Carry on. <laughs> he is in heaven. He does not need anything. You're the one who needs it. Mercy compassion and love. Raising the widow's son, the widow of Nain. The Bible lets us know Jesus was just walking by and then he saw a group of people carrying a coffin and the Bible says he was moved with compassion. Feeding the 4,000 after Jesus finished speaking to them for three nights. The Bible lets us know he was moved with compassion and didn't want to send them away. So he asked the disciples, what should we feed these people? Healing blind Bartimaeus was moved out of compassion. Feeding the 5,000 was out of compassion. Healing the woman with the issue of blood was out of compassion. Raising Lazarus was out of compassion. I would like to dwell on this last point for a little while. Because on this particular point, this is where Jesus spent most of his miracles dwelt under this last tool. Half of Jesus' miracles were on this last tool. 
This last tool only applies in situations where there's a third party involved. You ask yourself, what is the third, who, is the, who are the third parties? There are some sicknesses that are not natural. Any sickness that has a spirit behind it is a third party. Any crippled that has a third party behind it, it's not normal. See, if you have a third party behind it, you can't just apply faith. If you have a third party behind it, you can't just apply compassion. If you have a third party behind it, now you have to apply a tool that requires the involvement of the entirety of the Godhead. You ask yourself, what is that tool? It is the authority of Jesus Christ. I repeat, the authority of Jesus Christ. Let's take one example. Matthew chapter 12, verses 22 to 23. Matthew chapter 12, verse 22. Then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute. I tell people the Bible is not, I've come to understand, I also tell people the Bible is not mistaken when it aligns things in order. The Bible made, made it important to let us know the first thing about the first thing that he was demon what? Possessed. And then the person was what? Blind and mute. So not everybody you see outside that is blind is just a natural occurrence. Some blindness is caused by a third party. So what did Jesus do? And And all the multitudes were amazed and said, could this, mm, and, and mute man both spoke and saw, hold on, and he healed him so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw, and all the multitudes were amazed and said, could this be the son of David? Now when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to dissolution, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. The man was demon-possessed. He was deaf. He was blind, and then he was mute. The Bible says Jesus healed him. How did Jesus heal him? By speaking a word. So in your life, when you're praying, are you asking God or should you be speaking to the situation? Yet again, that is why I said, not all miracles deserve prayers. Because some miracles don't deserve you to pray. It requires you to do what? To speak. 
challenge is we keep praying, but heaven is going. It looks like you have time to pray. We have time to wait. Are you done praying? No, you still want to pray. Okay, go ahead. Because in this realm, we and I operate in, heaven does not have permission to operate here except through a man. If, Jesus, if God could, if God could not save you and I except by coming, becoming man, how do you think heaven can do anything on earth without using a man? So we see situations in our lives where like, God, let this situation end. And God is looking like, all you need to do is speak and I'll do it. So what is it that you're looking for? Did he pass the first litmus test of faith? Are you grown past that baby phase in your Christian life? Are you in the stage right now where you know you deserve the compassion, the mercy, and the love of God? Or have you discerned to understand, have you discerned to know, notice that this situation in your life is not about compassion, faith, and love, mercy, and love anymore. But you know there's an evil hand behind it. So if there's an evil hand behind it, you should not be praying and asking heaven to do it. All you should be doing is issuing a decree. You foul spirit, out now in the name of Jesus. It's not for you to, you're not debating with the enemy. You're not seeking heaven's permission because on earth you're already heaven's ambassador. So you don't need heaven to, you don't need heaven's permission because heaven has already told you whatever you bind on earth. So you don't need to look in heaven, you just need to look on it and feel you don't like it. When Jesus cursed the fig tree, there was nothing of the fig tree did wrong. He just did not like it. So what situation in your life to other people is normal and good, but to you, you don't just like it. What is it? You don't like it? Speak to it. When Jesus crossed over to the side of gatherings, the Bible says the demon possessed people right over. Jesus did not say, ah, I love you so much. Let this child of God go. No, he spoke straight to the evil spirits. He said, out. And they asked for permission. Please, if you're going to send us, don't just send us anywhere. Because we need a house. Send us into the swine and we will go there. But the problem is, we believers have not matured to understand the fullness of our authority. We don't even have full understanding of the graces God has made available to us. So because we don't have understanding of the graces God has made available to us, we cannot exercise it. So you're sick, and you know this is not normal. And you're there sitting down on your bed and sobbing. God, heal me. God, I've prayed. I have fasted. I have given tithes. I have given offering. I've even done sacrificial seed. Why am I still sick? And God is saying, all those tools you applied are correct. All those tools in the kingdom are very useful, but for this particular situation, those tools don't work. All you need to do is speak. I know for some of us, we've gone to places and they say, if, you do, if you're looking for a miracle, come and sow a seed. Discern in your heart. 
The problem I'm facing, does it require a seed or does it require me to speak? Not every problem we can use the same tools for. If you lock your keys in your car, if you sit down by the car and pray and say, Lord, please help me, the car will stay there and the key will be inside. Nothing will happen. It takes a level of force. You either have to call AAA or you have to take something and break those windows to get your keys. That is the same thing with the spoken word. It carries the same amount of authority and power. You have to break through that glass. Or you have to run around like a headless chicken and say, I need help. My keys are locked in my car. You get your phone and you call every single person you have on your contact list until you find somebody that can come out and help you. But you don't sit by your car and start saying, God, I have faith. Let this car open. It will not open. Your healing is tied to your understanding. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Not because heaven doesn't want to help you, but because you've lacked the pressure. You've lacked the momentum to apply sufficient pressure to get your required result. So then we turn around and say, God is wicked. And then we turn around and say, God does not hear. And then when people say, Christianity is fake, you also lend your voice to it and say, I can attest to it, Christianity is fake. God doesn't answer prayers. No, my God answers prayers. My Bible lets me know he is not, he's not like a man-made God. He has a hand. He doesn't, he has eyes and can see. Their gods has, have eyes but can't see. My God answers prayers. By God's grace, we will take you all on a new journey in the coming the new year. But there was something that happened when Elijah and the prophets of Baal stood together. Heaven did not tell Elijah what to do. Elijah was the one who said, dig the trenches. Elijah was the one who said, lay the stones. Elijah was the one who said, pour water on top of it. All Elijah did was say, oh God of Elijah. That's all he said. And fire came down. The challenge is, we have not dug the trenches. The challenge is, we have not laid the stone. The challenge is, you have not poured the water. The challenge is, you've not put the sacrifice on the altar. But you want God be a God of consuming fire. You want God to perform a miracle. God is not a magician. There's a part you have to play. You must play your part. And you must have understanding of your part. You cannot overstep your part. You must know your boundary so that when you do yours, you allow God to come in and do his. Now I want us to rise up on our feet and pray. And I want you to take like 30, min- 30 seconds to a minute and think about your life. What is it that you require for a miracle? Do you require faith? If you require faith, I would like you to come up here because I'd like to pray the prayer of salvation with you. This is not a time to try to fake it till you make it. 
in the, in the realm of the spirit, you cannot fake it till you make it. You either can make it or you can't. If you're not on the level of faith, are you on the level of love, compassion, and mercy? Now I want you to think about it. Is there a third party, is there a third party behind that situation? Do you require fruitfulness in your life? Is there a third party behind it? Because there are some things that Jesus Christ said um, during the, um, um, when Jesus Christ was giving the parable between the wheat and the wheat, he says an enemy has done this. There are some things the enemy has done. In that, you cannot ask for mercy. You cannot ask for compassion. You cannot ask for love. At that level, what you need is instant judgment. And in instant judgment, you add the, you, God has made us the light of the world. He has made us the salt of the earth. Therefore, whatever you decree, it is established. That is how you show you're a child of God. By exercising the same authority your father exercises. God did not ask for permission when he was creating the earth. He said, let earth be. Let light be. Let the sun and the star be created. Let the firmaments divide the heavens and the earth. He did not ask for permission. So do you require a miracle? I don't need you to ask heaven for permission. I need you to speak to the situation and tell the situation what it should become. For with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. I need you to tap into the grace of God upon this house today and decree over that situation. You come to an end now. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817 817- 382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.